Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Community is Our Middle Name, presented by Grampians Community Health. My name is Gareth Olver, and I'm very pleased to bring you episode number three. And this week, we're going to be speaking to Daniel and Chloe, who work for Grampians Community Health in the Make a Change program. Now, you're probably wondering, what is the Make a Change program? Well, they're going to tell you all about it on this episode. Before we get into it, I'd just like to remind you guys that Grampians Community Health is your local uh, provider for a lot of services across the Wimmera Grampians Pyrenees region, including uh, alcohol and other drug support, including carer support, community aged care case management and uh, disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a massive range of areas. Homelessness support, gamblers help, uh, community mental health, lots and lots and lots of things. As I said at the top of the show, we're talking about the Make a Change program, which uh, is, was a really interesting conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I learned a lot. I've learned a lot in all three podcasts I've done so far. So um, enough from me. You're going to hear me talking with Daniel and Chloe right now about the Make a Change program. I'm joined this week by Daniel and Chloe, and they're from the Make a Change program here at Grampians Community Health. Daniel, Chloe, thanks for joining me. All right, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. My pleasure. So, Make a Change program, can you just do a little nutshell, maybe Daniel, get you to give us a little nutshell of what what the Make a Change program actually is, what you guys actually do, for people who might not know. Now, the Making a Change program is an alcohol, alcohol and other drug rehabilitation program. The great thing about the Making and Change program is that it is a community-based program, which we call non-residential. And the difference there is that you can um, attend the program during the day and still learn all the topics and skills and stuff during the day and then return home at the end of the day. So as opposed to a residential program, you're not required to sort of uh, travel to another place and, and stay there the entire time. You can maintain your contact with your friends and family and, and pets, which is a huge one, while you're, while you're doing the program. We don't just focus on alcohol and other drugs. We take a holistic approach to um, behaviour change. And we look at all aspects of people's lives. And people will probably know that you can't just stop doing something. You need to find something else to replace that behaviour, something that's a lot more positive and a lot more healthy. So we look at everything uh, in a person's life and we try to to give a whole holistic approach to it rather than a focused approach just on the substance. Daniel, how long has the program been, been running for and have you been involved with it since it started? Um, no, not myself personally. I've only recently um, come into the program. When I say recently, it's been, it's been about 12 months now. Um, but originally, um, Ballarat Community Health done a feasibility study in 2013 to identify the need for the non-residential rehabilitation program. And then in 2014, um, Ballarat Neighbourhood House and Ballarat Community Health developed a pilot program. Um, from that pilot program in 2015, Grampians Community Health joined that partnership with Ballarat Community Health, Ballarat Neighbourhood House and Ballarat and District Aboriginal Co-op. And we were success- uh, successfully funded for the program under the ICE Action Plan. So from 2015, the program's been running uh, in, in the area. And Chloe, you're fairly new to the MAC program. What, what attracted you to work in that area? I am recently new to the area. I come out of mental health um, just before this one, so I decided that mental health and drug and alcohol go really well together and just a whole different learning and experience. I guess that ties in with what Daniel spoke about a little bit earlier about the holistic approach, doesn't it? Because you're on mental health and that is a big focus across lots of areas. It would be a big part of this program, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. 
does go partnership with it. So Excellent. And do you enjoy it? I love it. Love it. I've just finished my first program and it was awesome. Even with COVID, I'd like to say that, yeah, it was really good. Uh, Daniel, how long have you been, um, not, not necessarily in, in the MAC program because we know you said you've been doing it about 12 months, but, but what drew you to, to this sort of work? I think, um, being part of my local community and, and as a young person, I probably wasn't the best behaved myself and, um, I did make a lot of mistakes. So I was sort of, you know, I was taking from the community and as I got a bit older and, and, um, greyer, you know, I look, I look for those opportunities to give back, um, to my community and, and having that, ex- that experience of my own mistakes, um, I think that, um, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and, um, I truly believe that, um, the programs that we do, it's not about fixing people, it's about unlocking potential. So everyone's got that inside of them. They just need to find the right conditions to grow. Similar to a seed, we need warmth, sunlight and water for a seed to grow. Um, we can't stand there and yell at it. We can't do anything else other than provide those needs. And it's the same with people. We need to have the right things, we need to have our needs met in order to grow healthily and fully and to reach our full potential. So um, I found that I was generally helpful to most people anyway. Then I found out that people can get paid for it. So I started doing some training and um, here I am. Oh, absolutely. If they're going to toss you a dollar to do it and you get to help the community, why not? Chloe, you mentioned some of the challenges running this program um, with COVID. Can you give us a little bit more information? What have been the challenges during, I mean, we've all had challenges these past 18 months. But what challenges in, in running a program like the Make a Change program has uh, presented due to the fact that we are, you know, in and out of lockdown? So throughout this program that we just had before this lockdown, we had no group, but Daniel and myself went back to management and said, asked if we are essential and all of that, which we now classed as are essential. So we potentially did 12 weeks in the group and face-to-face contact of that was about four instead of eight. <laughs> But during that time, we had phone calls and check-ins and stuff like that. But the engagement wasn't as good as what it would have been if we were in the group structure. So that's why we really pushed to keep the group even through COVID. So now going forward, any groups that we have will be run through COVID still at COVID safe, of course, Um, limited numbers and stuff like that. But we're still with that opportunity to have that group time and face-to-face and all of that, which is really good. Yeah, I would imagine that it would be uh, more important during the current times because, you know, we, we have seen a rise and a spike in mental health issues um, and programs like Make a Change are very important for, for um, assisting people. So, Daniel, can you just run us through what you do in with the group? So, Chloe mentioned you have the eight-week face-to-face. Can you just run us through a bit, you know, what you might do maybe even week to week? Um, so, the program runs from 9.30 in the morning to around 3.30 in the afternoon. So um, similar to the, to the school day. We'll um, come in the morning and we'll have some have tea and coffee and some bickies and we'll have a check-in with everyone to see how they're travelling. And that's an opportunity for, um, for people to share how they're feeling um, about their recovery, about the program, and as you've mentioned before, about um, how all these external things are affecting their motivation for change. After the, our check-in, just add that a good part about that check-in is that we really find that even though we can feel alone and isolated and experiencing these troubles, once we share them with other people, we find out that, um, you know, we're not all that different and we are often experiencing very similar struggles. After our check-in, we jump into a topic discussion, which we'll go through to lunchtime with a break in between. And then um, we have a break for lunch, which can involve um, lunch is provided, of course. So we, we um, involves lunch involves sitting around eating together, which is another great base for, um, for connectedness and a lot of great things happen. 
happen in that unstructured lunchtime um, when we're just hanging out, having a bite to eat together. We might also do, depending on the weather and um, the ability of the group, we might um, get out there and do some activity, physical activity, or even just get out there and get some sunshine. And then we'll finish off in the afternoon with another topic discussion um, with a break in between and a brief check out at the end of the day, uh, checking in with everyone before they leave. Uh, is there a big drop-off rate over that sort of eight weeks or is it generally people, once they're in the program, stick with it? Well, I am a little bit biased and I fairly, I fairly believe that um, if um, participants are able to um, maintain that connection and attendance through the first four weeks, then it's, it's harder for them to leave. As you know, behaviour change is about motivation, um, internal and external. It does take a big whack when programs get disrupted through lockdowns, but also other external elements. And as you've mentioned before, mental health is a huge thing. So historically, um, the drop-off rate in programs like this, I think, is around... Um, the completion rate's around 40 to 50%. Um, so we do have a, a number of people dropping off. And behaviour change is um, about timing sometimes too. And sometimes people may not may not be quite ready to make that leap. But I firmly believe that um, if you can commit to spending the first four weeks with us in the program, that motivation and that... The motivation in addition to the peer support that we experience in the group where we see people who don't know each other um, come together um, to support each other in their recovery. It's a really great thing to see and that's one of the things that helps people maintain their connection. But having said that, it's not a judgment on anyone, past judgment on anyone. I'm confident that everyone who attends wants to be there but as you know, life isn't always a straight, easy road, and sometimes there's a lot of challenges. Yeah, and yeah, you're spot on. It would be nice to have a 100% completion rate, but things happen to the best of us at the best of times. So, yeah, that would that would make it a bit difficult. Chloe Daniel spoke a bit about the unstructured time and the friendships that, that were formed. How much of a benefit do you think that is for the people attending your programs to, to have that bit of a chat in the morning over a cup of tea and a bit of a chat over lunch and, and make some connections and make some bonds? How much do you think that helps people who are going through this program? I think the morning check-ins are great, um, especially like some mornings we'll use ca- uh, picture cards to describe like how they're feeling and stuff like that, which is a really good way to also then communicate with not only verbally, but having a look at the different pictures to what they pick to how they are feeling or, you know, what's happening is also a good structure. I think the communication, like watching even through this group that we just had, you know, with all the disruptions and all of that kind of stuff, the participants that had gone all the way, way through had really built good bonds there and by the look of it, out of it. So clearly during COVID safe, they can um, jump in the kitchen and give us a hand to cook and like not in COVID potentially. So that's also another good bonding for an hour or so before lunch even to have that in the kitchen and everyone jumping in to help cook or say what they want to cook the next day or... I could imagine it would be quite rewarding to see these connections form with people over that space of time as well. Yeah, and I suppose them recognising that they're all in the room for not the same reason, but, you know, for the same journey, not even the same journey, but to realise that they're all experiencing the same sort of stuff and it's not just them out there by themselves. Daniel, just, just on what Chloe said there, what are, what are some of the things that you see people signing up to do the Make a Change program? What, what are the, some of the underlying issues that you see and, and that you guys have to deal with? Primarily people, um, as, as I spoke about earlier with um, the, the plant growing, we have specific needs we need to have met. 
in order to reach our full potential. And so unfortunately, the reality is that maybe it's in early childhood or growing up or in adult life. We don't have the ability to meet those needs in a healthy way. So we look at addiction as a connection and people have a need they need to have met. And um, for whatever reason, they haven't been able to get that need met in a healthy way. And they've used a substance or, or a behavior to meet that need, which has been an unhealthy way. What we like to do is um, educate people on what those needs are, inform them about how they can meet those needs in a healthy way, and then hopefully build up their confidence and empower them to go out and make those choices, those healthy choices in life that are sustainable. Having said that, one of the main things that we encounter with, with our participants is that they feel isolated, they feel alone, um, they don't feel connected to the community and they might feel they might feel that their faith in other people is, is severely damaged. It is our hope that over the, the eight weeks we spend together that we can we can change that view and I like to say that um, humanity is like the ocean, a few muddy drops don't colour the water. Hopefully by the end of the program they feel a lot more connected to the people around them and their community and most of all they understand that they are worth every minute and every step of that journey just the same as anyone else is what was that, that quote a few muddy drops don't change the color of the ocean yeah that's um that's not mine so i can't i can't <laughs> claim that i don't know the source though sorry that's fantastic. That's actually, it, it is a good little quotation, but that's, that's two drops of, of philosophy you've given us so far already. It's, you might have missed your, missed your calling. How do you get some of these people to go back into the community? Do you work with other community groups, Chloe, or do you encourage the participants to go out and reach out with other community groups? Throughout the group, we do, um, have guest speakers and stuff come in. Also, we'd like to engage with volunteering. Um, we have a whole sub bit on that in the workbook that we have that we hand out so um, volunteering is a really good one and I suppose I learned in this group that you know there's a lot that you can actually volunteer to do that I didn't even know so the information's very well shared on what you can volunteer and where you can volunteer and all that kind of stuff. Um, If they don't have any other supports in there Daniel and I will then look at referrals and stuff like that for that for those needs that need to be met at that time. Um, so like cancelling, housing, family violence, home-based withdrawal, all of that. So if these kind of things need to be put in place and they're not already put in place, Daniel and I can definitely arrange for them to engage in those as well. So, so And that's part of the, the holistic way of looking at this whole thing, isn't it? Um, instead of just saying, right, you come in and you're doing this course for eight weeks to then say, look, if you need additional help, we're here to give you that additional help and or point you in the direction of someone who can give yeah. that additional help, which is fantastic. And just try um, and link in with the other services, I think, is also good to, if there's yeah, that in place. Um, and if there is stuff in place, I guess you do a bit of liaising with those other services as well? Definitely. With the consent of the participant, of course, we'll um, work with other support workers to make sure that we're not operating in a silo and that we're achieving the best outcome for that participant at that time. It's good stuff. We're going to take a very, very short break and be back in about 30 seconds with uh, more from Daniel and Chloe. Community is our middle name podcast is presented by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offer a wide range of services across Western Victoria, across Wimmera, Grampians and Pyrenees. Grampians Community Health services include support for alcohol and other drug issues, carer support, community aged and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of sectors, homelessness support, gambler's help, 
community mental health and much, much more. Grampians Community Health services the following local government areas. Northern Grampian Shire, Outer Rural City Council, Horsham Rural City, Pyrenees Shire, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire and Yarriambiac Shire. For more information on Grampians Community Health, jump onto our website www.gch.org.au or call 5358-7400 or you can visit one of our main offices in Ararat, Stall or Horsham and follow us on social media as well on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Grampians Community Health for you, your family and our community. Okay, welcome back, and I'm with Daniel and Chloe from Grampians Community Health Make a Change Program. Now, we were just speaking off air about some of the other agencies you work with. Daniel, do you want to give them a bit of a shout? Uh, thanks, Gareth. Salvation Army in Horsham has been a great support for the program in um, providing a venue for our Horsham-based program, but also in, um, a referral pathway on. Um, so if you haven't dealt with Grampians Community Health before and you're more comfortable dealing with the Salvation Army in Horsham, feel free to go in there and have a chat to them about the program as well. Um, in addition to that, we have United Wimmera in Horsham who are also a great support to the program. And same thing applies if you're, if you're curious about the program and you have a greater rapport with them, that's another referral pathway you can go through as well. Um, but people in other local government areas like Stall, uh, Northern Grampians, Ararat? If you are in um, Ararat or Stall, we have a Grampians Community Health Office uh, in both towns. In Stall, we're at the old high school. That's showing my age there. The old high school, otherwise known as the Shack, you can drop into our reception. Same as our Ararat. Our Ararat office is across the road from Macca's in the old McDonald building there. Um, but you can you can reach both offices on 53587400 and you can speak to our intake about the Making Change program if you're interested. Or if anyone you know might be interested, take anyone age 18 or over from... And Daniel touched on this a little bit just then, Chloe, about signing up. Um, so you just contact Grampians Community Health or Women Uniting or whoever you want to talk to. And, and what, what's what's next from there, Chloe? Once the person has made that initial contact with intake, what happens then? Then it'll go through to referral. So Daniel and I will get the referral. Then we will make contact with the person and organise. Um, and then we also have an orientation day, which is really good because, of, not a day, I should say, orientation two to three hours. Hours, which is really good because everyone comes in on that day and both it's that first bonding of the group and then after that we start the full program for eight weeks, three days a week. And Daniel, you mentioned it was available for anyone aged 18 over. What are the demographics like? Is it more younger people? Is it more older people? Is it more men, more women? Surprisingly, it's a very um, diverse mix, Gareth. We have uh, younger people, older people, and I suppose for us that's that's really great to um, have that diversity within the group because it, it really adds to that, that feeling of connectedness. Um, sometimes we can think that maybe people out of our age group may not understand or appreciate the same um, things that we do but as we said before once we start talking about what's affecting us we find out that um, regardless of age gender ethnicity or where you've come from we often have a lot more in common than we have differences and it's a really great opportunity to increase the amount of knowledge in the room by having that diverse range of people and I guess that's shared life experience stuff as well isn't it older people can share some of their experiences with with the younger people Um, they may have already been through a similar situation to what some of the younger people 
people are going through now, and and that that peer stuff would be very important too, I'd imagine. Oh, definitely. That peer support is what makes the group so successful. We we can facilitate and, and provide information, but what the people in the room do with it is where the magic happens. And um, it's really great to see that it can be a bit sad when we finish a group, but it's really great to see the bonds that have been created there and um, that ongoing peer support, which happens after the program finishes. It's fantastic to see. I, I imagine it would be. And Chloe, you know, you you would you guys would even make connections with some of these people while remaining professional, of course. But I guess when you go through something like this and and you see people basically dealing with their inner selves, you couldn't help but not make connections with people, could you? Yeah, yeah, professionally, of course. Yet again, because we are there as facilitators, but. It's good to have a joke and it's good to have a laugh and it's good to build that rapport for that eight weeks and watch them grow into whichever way they're going to. So And support as well, that support from me and Daniel. Like we do offer really good support throughout that eight weeks. I think that we're both pretty open and non-judgmental and just, yeah, open to anything. So... Yeah, and I've known you for a few years, Chloe, and I can definitely vouch for that. <laughs> yeah. I usually like to talk a lot more, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's surprisingly quiet, actually. <laughs> For you. Um, so, do you normally see people with drug and alcohol issues, or is it mainly mental health issues? Is it a combination? You mentioned earlier about perhaps they might have had some things missing from, from when they were younger in their life, some, so there's some trauma involved as well. What, what mainly do you guys see in these programs? Um, we are primarily an alcohol and drug rehabilitation programs so that's our main focus but as we all know um, often um, mental health and substance abuse can go hand in hand and not appreciating that I don't think is giving the best service we can so mental health is a huge part of our program the effects of um, substance use on mental health are, are well known and also um, that, that feeling of disconnection from community the stereotypes and stigma associated with uh, alcohol or drug use are, are real things that we talk about and how can we overcome that those um, issues and feel more connected to our community. Definitely, we, um, I think Chloe and I take great pride in um, building people up to reach their full potential. And maybe maybe when they come to us for help at the start of the program, they don't feel um, the best about themselves because of the, the substance use or the mental health effect. And really what we do, and it's quite fitting to today's Are You OK Day, because it's OK not to be OK. It's OK um, to be struggling and sometimes we get caught up in um, illusions of success and failure um, which we try to dismiss in the group because being you isn't about success or failure, it's about being you and being comfortable in your own skin. Um, so over the course of the eight-week program we put a great deal of effort and energy into really reflecting that back to our participants in that they're all right, they're not bad people. Because we make bad choices doesn't mean that we are bad people, you know. We can be good people making poor decisions and that, that behaviour is not a reflection of character. So definitely mental health is a huge element that we focus on, but the primary focus is alcohol and other drug dependence. Having said that, I'd say the program focuses on alcohol and other drug dependence 20%. And the other 80% is on the positive lifestyle choices that we can make. Yeah, and you mentioned AUOK Day. And we, we are, just to pull the curtain back, we are recording on AUOK Day today. And But one of the things about that day is promoting the idea that you call, you have a chat to people and check in on them any day. It doesn't necessarily have to be on this day. And from what from what you've just said, it sounds like that's a big part of the program that you guys run. Oh, definitely is. You've got to be comfortable in your own skin and you've got to be your own best friend. That's sometimes hard to do. 
as um, we're often our own worst critic. But as we as we start talking about our struggles and our journeys, we realise that other people are far less critical of, a, of us than we are of ourselves. But the reality is that we don't often hear that. If we don't have the right people around us or the right positive environments, we might not be hearing that positive input as often as we could be. And that's one thing I take pleasure in every day is um, seeing the smile on people's faces. When we give them compliments every day, we, we're not giving any fluff. We're just saying what we see in front of us, you know. But the consistency of that, it's really great to see the feedback from participants having that environment and it starts with us but it finishes with that peer support when everyone in the room is giving that positive feedback to each other and the reality is we need to hear it we often forget we become complacent we forget the good things we've done previously and we can sort of pivot to that negative reflection of ourselves and get stuck there that doesn't mean that the positive side isn't there. And the way I like to think of it is that people say, um, you should smile because the sun is shining. And I say, well, the sun's always shining. We can only see it half the time, though. It's offering some real knowledge on us, Daniel, and some good stuff in there as well for, for all of us, not just people dealing with drug and alcohol issues, about about sort of taking a step back and, and looking at ourselves in a more positive light. I think that's a good message to get out there. Chloe, when is the next group going to be happening for you guys? When's your next intake occurring? Now. Now, yeah, literally now. <laughs> So we are now looking at getting referrals and anyone that wants to put through referrals or anyone that's out there that doesn't have other workers and would like to come into Grampians Community Health or as Daniel mentioned um, in Horsham we have the Salvation Army and that. Our next group will be running in Horsham we've just decided. So we'll be running in Horsham and our next group is starting on the 18th of October. So anyone who's interested, anyone who's listening to this and and thinks it might be something for them or they might have a, a friend or or a family member who they think yeah. this could be helpful for, yeah. contact Grampians Community Health or uh, Uniting Wimmera or the Salvos in Horsham and uh, speak to someone in intake about getting into the, the Make a Change program. Daniel, we're running close on time. What's a take-home message that you'd like people to listening to this to sort of stop and think about after they've, they've heard it? I suppose the message that we have um, throughout the entire program is that it's okay not to be okay. Um, sometimes life kicks us in the guts and throws us around a bit and um, at those times we can sort of turn inwards and it can get really hard to um, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Straight drivers don't make, uh, sorry, straight roads don't make good drivers. Struggles in life um, don't mean that you've failed. Struggles in life mean that you're probably doing it right, you know. If um, at the end of the day um, it's okay not to be okay and to reach out for help and you're not alone. Very often, more often than not, a lot of other people are out there maybe wanting to say the same thing that you are trying to say but we think we're alone so we don't say it. So it does take a little bit of courage to make that first step. But as someone else once said, courage is being the only one knowing you're afraid. You know, get up and face the fear and we'll do it with you. We'll support you all the way. You don't have to do it alone. Fantastic. Chloe, uh, same question, but to you, what would you like people listening to this to to take away from it all? Pretty much what Daniel said. He just wrapped it up really well, I think. And that is what we're there for. Um, and that is pretty much our philosophy in the whole program for everyone. Fantastic. And like we said before, taking referrals at the moment. So contact Grampians Community Health 5358 7400. Or if you're in Horsham, uh, you can contact United Wimmera or the Salvation Army up there as well. Uh, Daniel and Chloe, really appreciate you giving me some time today to get this, this, uh, message out. It's an important message to get out and it's an important program you guys do. And it sounds like you're doing fantastic work. The people across the Grampians, Wimmera, Pyrenees, right across this beautiful part of the world we call home. So thanks for your time and thanks for joining us today. Thank you. No worries, Gareth. Thanks very much. And also feel free to give us a call if you're interested or you're not sure about the program. We can have a chat and um, we can give you some more information if you'd like to.
there it is. That's our chat with Daniel and Chloe from the Make a Change program here at Grampians Community Health. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you again, Daniel and Chloe, for your time. I really appreciate you giving up a little bit of time out of your day to um, have a chat about the program and have a chat about people who are dealing with drug and alcohol issues across our area. Uh, this has been the Community's Mineral Name Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Gareth Olver. This has been presented, of course, by Grampians Community Health and Grampians Community Health do offer a wide range of services across Western Victoria. Visit our website, gch.org.au, for more details, or give us a call between 9 to 5 business days, so Monday to Friday, uh, 53587400 is that phone number. Grampians Community Health would like to uh, thank Andrew Parsons, who provided the intro and outro music that you hear, and we've used that with his permission. The Community is a Middle Name podcast is available uh, across a wide range of podcasting subscription sites uh, and like and subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to it on uh, iHeartRadio, on Podbean and subscribe on there too. Um, uh, tune in, uh, Amazon, Google, wherever you wherever you can find good podcasts, um, you'll find this one as well. And we are working on getting it on Spotify too. So hopefully that will be before the next episode, I hope. But please don't hold me to that. Um, Community is a middle name podcast as well, is recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabberwong people, and we would like to pay our respects to all elders, past, present, and emerging. Uh, don't forget as well to jump onto the social medias and check out Grandpids Community Health on there. So www.facebook.com slash Community Health. That's our Facebook page. And if you go to Twitter and Instagram, we are at GCH Grampians on both of those. Uh, like I said, my name's Gareth Oliver. This has been another episode of Communities of Middle Name. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. We'll be back again very soon with another episode. Uh, so until then, I will leave you with some soothing music from Mr. Andrew Parsons. So long. Mm-hmm.